Welcome to Bill Bronchick's Real Estate Investing Podcast. Mr. Bronchick is an attorney, best-selling author, and a real estate investor with 25 years' experience. For more information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwiz.com. So today we're going to talk about using the internet, using Google specifically to get uh, leads for motivated sellers of real estate. Now, let me first by start by saying you don't need a computer, a website, a smartphone, or an internet connection to make money in real estate. I did it without all the above for almost 10 years. I did it with a pencil and paper and a basic calculator and a telephone and, uh, you know, just, just meeting people, talking people, driving around and looking at comms, talking to realtors and so forth. And uh, so just keep that in mind. Remember, these are all tools to help you get in front of motivated sellers so that you can use your people skills to negotiate deals. So don't ignore your people skills at the uh, behest of getting your technical skills uh, all honed down and ignore your people skills. They are more important than your technical skills in real estate. And that's why real estate brokers have not been put out of business, despite the internet, Zillow, Redfin, Realtor.com, Fizbo.com. Everybody said that these websites would put realtors out of business, and and it hasn't touched it hasn't touched the business. And the reason is because you still need people. People do business with people. They do business with people they trust. They do business with people they like. People are nervous. They need representation. They need someone they feel comfortable with and so forth. So just keep in mind, these are all tools just to get the leads, but you still have to, if you're not real good at the people skills, the negotiation skills, the, uh, um, you know, getting to know people and getting people to like and trust you, um, then uh, don't forget about those skills. Make sure you work on those as well. Now, you should have a website uh, for real estate for four good reasons. The first is credibility. Uh, When you hand someone a business card and there's no website on it, or they ask you what's your website and you don't have one, that doesn't look very good for you because it makes you look kind of fly-by-night-ish. I know some people like to have a business card that says, John and Jane, we're just two people who do business and look very folksy, and that's fine. But I still think you, you should have a website because everybody asks, what's your website? And the purpose of your website, to, to a large extent, with, is not just credibility, just having one, uh, is to inform and educate because people want more information, and that's usually what they ask. What's your website? If you have a brochure, great. If you could talk to them about what you do, great. But inevitably, people want to touch and feel your website and see you're for real. The third reason to have a website is to engage people. So you might have videos, you might have articles, you might have 
uh, questionnaires. You might have uh, quizzes. You, you need you need something to keep them on your website and engage, and not just look at it. And go, okay, they got a website. That's great. You know, sign up for your newsletter. Sign up for uh, your your blog. Sign up for uh, to be informed of new videos and new information and so forth. And finally, and most importantly, the website is to gather leads, leads of motivated sellers. And as well, if you're a wholesaler you should have, or you're looking for partners, you should have a way to gather leads for uh, other investors who might want to buy deals from you on a wholesale basis or partner with you. But mostly we're doing it in this discussion for gathering leads of motivated sellers. Okay, so remember, a website by itself won't do anything for you on the fourth one, the gathering leads, unless you work very hard at it. Simply having a website will give you credibility, allow you to inform and educate if you tell people the website domain, um, and to engage if you've given out the website on your email, on your business card or whatever, but by itself, there's there's a trillion websites out there. People are not just going to find it. So you have to work very hard and very uh, uh, very strategically to attract the motivated sellers you're looking for who are searching. Now, uh, let's back up a minute and talk about if you don't have one, is building a website and how to do it, some of the logistics and you know what you should do. And this is this could be a you know, a two-hour discussion, but it's going to be about a five-minute one. <laughs> Just take some notes if you don't have a website. Um, you want to use a Word WordPress-based template. What is WordPress? WordPress is a software that sits on your website and it allows you to, you know, create pages. In the beginning, there was uh, what's called HTML which is hypertext markup language. That was the code that you had to learn in order to make a page look like, you know, it has a picture here and an article there and so forth. WordPress simplified that, you know, revolutionized that by making a platform where you can edit much like a word processor and drag and drop uh, pictures and so forth. It's still very complicated. So what you need is a something that goes along with WordPress that is a drag-and-drop editor that is much more friendly than the standard WordPress, and that's called a plugin, a plugin. So there are dozens and dozens and dozens of plugins that are easy, cheap. So if someone sets you up something, you know, if you, if you can't figure this out yourself, have someone do this for you at least and set it up. You want a WordPress website with a plugin that allows you to drag and drop pictures and images and videos and text and headlines uh, that doesn't require coding or special knowledge of uh, using WordPress. Okay, so you want someone to build you one that works that way, and then you know maybe do the basics, set up the pages, uh, the different pages on the website, and then from there you can go and edit the the guts of it, the text and the the wording and so forth. And if that's beyond your ability, just rent a real estate website. There, if you Google real estate websites 
or real estate investor websites. There are dozens and dozens of companies that for 10 to 20 bucks a month will rent you a template. All you do is give them the name of your company and a, and a, and a brief description, and they'll build it, and it's done. And it's got everything you need in there, and it's got pictures, you know, stock images of of happy people selling their houses, and all you really need to do is add a a couple of little things, which I'll talk about in a moment. So uh, if you're going to do it yourself, a WordPress-based um, website with some plug-in that gives you a good drag-and-drop editor, uh, or someone builds you that, or rent a website service that's already done for you. Um, your website should have a very professional look. If you set up your website domain, most people use GoDaddy.com. That's the big 800-pound gorilla for, you know, making sure the name is available and then signing up for it. It's very cheap. It's only you know 15 bucks a year for the domain itself. Um, but they have what's called a, a GoDaddy like quick website or a GoDaddy instant website, and they look like a complete piece of crap. Don't sign up for that. It looks terrible. It feels terrible. It looks like, you know, it looks very unprofessional, like you just paid GoDaddy 10 bucks to build you a website. Don't use that. Um, I think you should have photos uh, of the principles. So you and your spouse and maybe even your kids, your family picture, you know, it adds friendliness and it adds realness because a lot of the pictures on these websites are stock art, which means they're they're just people posing for pictures. They want to see you're real. So a photo of you and your spouse, a genuine one, maybe your kids and your grandkids, you know, it makes you look like, you know, more wholesome and more trustworthy. Uh, if you can get them, testimonials. If you can get a testimonial with a picture, even better. You get a testimonial with a video, huge. So when you next motivated seller that you buy a house from, at closing, take your iPhone and record a 30-second testimonial. Or ask, you know, email them, ask them to write you one and send you a picture that you can put on your website. No matter what format you use, make sure it's very, very easy for them to contact you. It's, it's amazing to me how hard some websites are to contact someone. They, they put it at the bottom of the page, you know, contact, real small. It should be at the top of every page. Your phone number and click here to contact us. You want contact. That's the purpose of the, of the website. It's not to dazzle them or razzle them, impress them, although to some extent it is for your credibility, but the bottom line is you want them to contact you and preferably by phone. Email is okay because it get you know it's less intimidating for them and they can give you some information but ultimately you want to get them on the phone so that you can make an appointment and see them in person and make a deal. Just just you know keep that in mind. So I would have your phone number on the top of every page and contact us to the top of every page and the contact us they click on it and there should be a page with a with a nice form that has don't make it too long. It's intimidating, but long enough that it, you know, name, email, phone, best time to contact you, address of your property, why are you selling, um, you know, 
the basics, you know, maybe eight or ten pieces of information. Don't don't have a big long thing, you know, for with thirty five questions. They'll get bored and they won't fill it out. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, it would be really easy. Uh, I'd love it if they could just say, upload your deed now, a digital image, you know, and I just get the deed and they give it to me and I can record it. You know, I mean, theoretically you could do that, um, but uh, nobody's going to do that. They're, they're going to want to give you basic information and then have them contact you, okay? Um, now, the key, how do they find your website? Um, basically, there's three ways. There's the natural or organic search through Google. Um, there's pay-per-click, which is Google AdWords advertising. And then there's referrals, having a link on someone else's site that goes to your site. Okay. So pay-per-click is tough. We'll go back to that in a little bit. But we're going to really focus on the natural or organic search. That's what you really want. And this is what Google looks at. Google's algorithm is very, very tricky. They're constantly changing it. They're constantly getting smarter at figuring out how people figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Google's algorithm is a secret. People figure it out. And then, then they change it so people don't know it anymore. But generally speaking, here are the big ones that Google looks at when you search a keyword. Um, and that's what you're going to try to figure out, like what keywords are they going to search. If they're going to search, I need to sell my home in Denver, um, it's going to be really hard to get yourself on the first page of Google with that. Because, it's a, because a lot of people pay a lot of money to get that. You might be able to get uh, sell my home in Littleton, sell my home in uh, Shady Acres, sell my townhome in uh, Ridgeview Estates. You know, very, very targeted specific things you can get on the first page of. And that's what I recommend you do. You know, smaller suburbs or names of developments or names of neighborhoods. So, for example, um, you're not going to have ibuydenverhouses.com. That's taken. Um, but the domain name is one of the main things they look at and or um, pages on the domain. So, like, if you had ibuydenver.com forward slash and then an article name called, you know, sell me your Denver house. So Google looks at, at those words, you know, the name of the article, the name of the domain. You definitely want a .com, .org, .net, .biz, all those. Google does not pick those up very well. So you definitely want a .com. Um, if you can't, I mean, you may not want a super long domain because it's not going to fit on your business card. So if you're, um, you know, uh, uh, I buy condos Denver and then have an article called, you know, sell me your uh, townhome in and then the name of the development and then have an article for each development name page. You know what I mean? So you could pick up all of them. And then and you can get on the first page of Google with that if you do it right. The second thing Google looks at is, is relevancy. So the content in the pages, in the articles, in the blog posts, how relevant are they to the keywords the person is searching? So you have to 
you have to make sure that you are consistent with the word. So, for example, if you're looking for, to track people who buy homes in, let's say, uh, Denver, a neighborhood, I'll pick one, Rhino, R-I-N-O. It's, for those of you who don't know Denver, it's River North. So I buy Rhino.com. Okay, and then you have on the thing, um, I buy, you know, sell your home in Rhino, sell your home in Rhino. You use that, those exact words several times throughout the article. Now, what's neat is WordPress has plugins that you can add that will rate by a ranking how search engine friendly your page is which is really neat. So you put in the, the word and it tells you, uh, you you didn't use the word enough. Um, you used it not frequently enough. The article's too short because that's another thing. Your article has to be a certain amount of pages or else Google won't pick it up, a certain amount of paragraphs rather, or Google won't pick it up. Um, how frequently the site is updated. So you want to constantly add articles and blogs. Now, this is work. I'll admit this is work to constantly update your pages. You can buy articles, canned, and packaged that you could just edit a few things and post it on your website. And WordPress has the ability to upload articles, you know, for a year and then have it scheduled to post every three days for the next year. You know, spend one Saturday afternoon, upload them all, and you're good for a year. You can do that. The articles are called private label resale, private label resale, or PLR. So if you Google PLR condo articles, you could get a 1,000 articles about condos for $20. And then you – you know, most of them are junky, but if you go through the list, you could say, oh, this is a decent article, and all I have to do is change the name of the development and add my keywords in there a couple of times, upload it into my blog, and then set it to post uh, next Tuesday. And, and or, or you can hire someone to do this for you. I mean, it's not, not expensive. The website Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. It's Fiverr with an extra R at the end. You can hire someone off that website to do this all for you and pay them. It used to be five bucks. That's why they call it Fiverr, but nobody charges five bucks anymore on that website, appears. <laughs> Everybody's like, well, it's five bucks, you know, if I, if I respond to you. But if you want a, a really good job, it's 50 bucks, but still cheap. And you can hire someone to do this for you. Um. How much traffic the site gets, you know, that, that's sort of a double-edged sword. I mean, how do they get to your site if you don't have traffic? How do you get traffic so they get to your site? Well, there's something called backlinking. If you backlink, have a link from another website that has high traffic to your website, it will improve your Google search results tremendously. So if the New York Times said, you know, there's this great website called I Buy Condos in Denver where you can sell your condo quickly, you, you would be at the top of the search engine for that. You would be number one on Google because the NewYorkTimes.com is about as high traffic as it gets. So how do you get that? Well, there are 
websites that you can issue press releases on. Uh, PR Web is is the big player. PR Web um, and ten million other ones, um, and it's going to cost you between four hundred to eight hundred dollars for a press release. Now that's expensive, but but this is what they do. They submit it to about five hundred websites all over the country, um, newspapers television stations, local television station websites, um, uh, Yahoo uh, Business, um, New York Times, all those. I mean, they submit it to all of them. They don't all pick them up, but if 20 or 30 of them pick them up that are high-traffic websites, it'll create a tremendous Google value for you because those are high-traffic websites linking back to your site. So you could, if you did that PR web thing, once a month for three months, you would get a tremendous result out of that. Tremendous result. Okay? Um, now, let's talk about some other strategies for this. Um, when you're picking a domain name, make sure you pick one that relates to the keyword searches you're looking for. Now, you may have more than one. And in fact, you should have more than one. If your company is ABC Buys Houses, then you're going to have a website called abcbuyshouses.com. Okay? Now, that's not going to bring you any Google search traffic, but that's your credibility website. You could have several other websites, like I buy condos in parks. You can have several like that, and those will capture it, and then you can link that website back to your main website or have a contact form on the website where they can contact you. Okay, so you might have several of these websites. They, they call mini websites. It's just one page, you know, or you know, two pages. You know, the main page and the and the blog that have articles and blog posts and things that are relative to that specific domain. Um, don't bother. I wouldn't bother with Google Pay per click. You could pay per click. So. When someone searches, I want to buy a condo in Denver, I want to sell a condo in Denver, um, you, you could pay to be on the search results, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. So when someone clicks, it can cost you anywhere between 5 to $15 a click. There's no guarantee that person fills out your form. So it could get pretty expensive unless you're going to super micro-target. So if you're going to do, like I said, I buy houses – you know, or sell your condo in Golden, Colorado, that would probably only cost you 75 cents to a dollar a click, and that would be worth it, okay? Instead, I, instead of, or in addition to, I consider Facebook advertising. Facebook advertising is a lot cheaper and a lot more targeted than Google is. A lot, a lot more people use social media. And while we're on that, you should have a Facebook business page for that. So if you have a Facebook business page about how you buy condos in the Dallas metro area, okay, and then put an ad on Facebook that says sell your Dallas condo, and it goes to your Facebook business page uh, about your business, they you know, where they can ask questions or they can contact you or, or, what, or, or whatever or lead them back to your regular website. 
So you should you should be in the social media realm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, waste of time, total waste of time for this for, for this purpose. Uh, and finally, uh, join internet and social media discussion groups. There are chat boards, discussion groups, not ones for investors like you and I talking, but like consumers going, you know, what do I do? I have medical bills. I can't pay my mortgage. How do I get rid of my house quickly? And you could go on there and answer questions for free. And at the bottom of your profile, your signature should have your website and your phone number and your email so they can contact you. Don't go on there and blatantly advertise because they'll throw you off. The, the moderators of the, of the groups will throw you off. But if you go on these groups, you can, you can Google for these groups, you know, like consumer help groups for people in foreclosure, people who have uh, medical problems, can't pay their, their bills, can't pay their mortgage, and just go on there and just give good free advice. People will get to know you and say, hey, look at that. they got a website. Maybe they can help you. You know, subtly advertise. Don't don't be overbearing. And you know, and just say, "Hey, call me. I'll give you the answer." You know what I mean? Give some information out. Otherwise, the moderators of the board will throw you off. Okay. That's it in a nutshell, basically. Uh, just you know, again, I'm going to go back to my first point. Um, these are all great tools. You should use them. But ultimately, the point of all this is to get them to email you. If they email you, the point, of the, the point there is not to have a dialogue by email, but to respond with, when can we talk by phone? And when you talk by phone, the purpose is to get an appointment so you could sit down with them and buy their house. So, so don't go negotiating back and forth by email or text or stuff like that. It's just, it's just very impersonal. It's very ineffective. Good real estate brokers and agents don't do it that way. They do it in person for a reason, and that's the reason why real estate brokers and agents that are good are still in business despite all this technology that's out there. So take a, take a, a clue from them. You know, people need people to get rid of their houses. So you can't, they can't do it all by themselves. Information and free articles and videos. Visit his website at www.legalwiz.com.